Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420 and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075 are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to the Money Hour and 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, February 12th virtual show because of COVID. We're still temporarily virtually. You can listen to us on podcast and catch us on air on 1150 AM KKNW, Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to answer any questions or more importantly, to connect you with the guests that we have on the show. You can call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And the lineup for today's show, very excited. We're actually going to have a panel conversation uh, with our two guests, Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight, and also Mary Gleason of Mary Gleason Life. And then we're going to have a separate conversation uh, with Doug on where to start for personal financial mastery. And then we're going to end our show with our second guest, Mary Gleason of Mary Gleason Consulting and Coaching. Really powerful conversation we're going to have in studio today. Great information, great guests. As always, for more information on any topics discussed or to connect with our guests today, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And as we do each week, we're going to start out today's show with a little bit of money chat. Money. Money. Well, it sounds like that's uh, coming up to you, Keelan. How's things going? What do you What do you have to share today? Things are uh, great, and uh, today I had a bit of a special topic. I wanted to talk about the housing forecast and interest rate outlook for 2021. A lot of my agents have been asking me about what we're looking like in the future because it's so uncertain with COVID. So one of the points I wanted to bring up is starting with the Fed, and it's been touted that the Fed will remain uh, at zero for some time now, but that's really important. There's something about that that's really important for people to know uh, because um, and Tina and I, we've talked about this often, but um, it, it gets confused that it's directly tied to rates, and it's not. I mean, the Fed lowers rates and interest rates sometimes go up. The Fed raises rates. Sometimes interest rates go down for different reasons. It happens all the time. The last time uh, the Fed was at zero was between 2009 and 2016, and during that period, rates rose dramatically at many different times. A few of those examples, uh, late 2010, they went from 4 to 5.125. Um, in um, They went from 3.5 percent to 4.75 percent in 2013 as well so understand uh to those listeners out there understand that interest rates and fed rates are two different things uh and then with that being said we need to talk about debt because that's a big deal obviously with covid so we've had these stimulus um packages that have been given out and there should be more to come so we're so so it's been uh, talked about so debt debt is issued via treasury
treasuries for stimulus to provide economic activity um, to to speak to get things moving in our economy. And that, but after that activity wears off. Um, you have to make payments on that debt, which in turn leaves less money to stimulate the economy. It's not a good cycle and eventually slows growth. And as debt rises, interest rates decrease. Uh, rates will remain low, but inflation will be pressured lower by that debt. So um, that's important to be noted on how we're going to deal with the debt. The labor force will also hopefully come back. I guess there's something like 10 million people that are out of uh, the workforce currently. And when these jobs come back, it will alleviate alleviate supply chain and constraints and should make things cheaper because jobs alleviate some of that constraint. This will help reduce the prices of goods. The price of goods has increased. The additional spending under the new administration, obviously we had an election, will inc increase supply of treasure to be sold as well. So rates will likely bump higher before resuming that downtrend. And we may have been seeing this literally right now, but we also believe that um, because of of the debt and technology could reduce some of those inflationary pressures. Now, the housing piece, um, the housing is obviously hot. I know me and Tina see it every day. It's crazy some of the things that we see uh, come across our desk from you know the amount of offers and stuff. But one of the main reasons is demand. And the median age of a first-time home buyer is currently 33 years old. And we look at bursts per year on uh, or when 30 uh, – or when 33-year-olds were born, so basically people that turn 33, uh, we're showing an increase in births over the next three years. So the median price of buying a home is 33 years old, and we're seeing an increase um, over the next three years. So that's going to be an explosion of first-time home buyers. So a lot of 33-year-olds now that are able at the median age to buy homes, and then next year more, the year after that more, the year after that even more, and then, oop, I bumped my mic, it never goes below the that again. So we don't see this kind of sloughing off either. And then we look at supply and we were already short before COVID and now they just quit building houses. The production just chunked off basically for six months. So that supply is, is not, uh, is really, really, really low as well. So uh, we've seen a huge decrease supply and demand. We all took economics. That's a problem. Um, you know, or for some, if you own a house, that means a lot of appreciation. So we are seeing multiple offer scenarios, 26 offers, 32, 88. It's madness. Um, so is it a good time to buy um, for our listeners out there? I would say yes. People out there, if you have the ability to buy, it's, it's not going to be necessarily easy because there's going to be multiple offers, but we're seeing things come across our desk all the time, even in the first time home buyer purchase price. And if you can get in there, appreciation plus low interest rates equals you making a lot of money and a fantastic investment. So if I'm going to encourage you to get out there, get in the market, if you have the ability to buy, come talk to me and Tina and figure out what that looks like for you and your family. Yeah. Uh, great information. And yeah, the mortgage rates are tied to the Fannie Mae 30-year bond, just as Keelan said, not to the feds. And when the feds increase or decrease the feds fund rate, that's the cost for bar banks to borrow against each other. And that has a direct impact to the prime rate. Prime rate is based on the other rates that are based on prime is the short term. So it directly affects your car loans, your credit card loans, mortgage, on the other hand, are long term. And yeah, those poor first-time home buyers. I'm in a second with, uh, yeah, get out there and buy now. And the, the difference is if you look at the numbers, is it better to buy when you can get a lower price or is it better to buy when you can get a lower cost to borrow? It is always a bigger impact at the lower cost to borrow. Who knows how long these 
literally never seen before, historical low interest rates. All right, uh, year, um, yesterday's 10-year notes on the auction had below average demand. However, they were strong in foreign demand, which is shown by direct and indirect bidding, taking down 80% of the auction versus the 12-month average and 75%. As a result, it did not have much of an impact on mortgage-backed security prices. Through yields did a little lower on the 10-year. Now, the 30-year auction will be important to watch and see how the markets are going to react to that. Fed Chair uh, Jerome Pearl spoke yesterday and said that the job market is as cold as ice and that the Fed is willing to do and willing to sacrifice increasing, kind of sounds like a song, doesn't it? The debt to help the economy. Now he made it clear that this is not the time to think about hiking rates, he's talking prime, or stop their purchases of mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. This is what directly affects the mortgage interest rates is when they're purchasing mortgage-backed securities and treasuries to keep those trading higher. Uh, here's a quote from him that he said, without misclassification errors that have pledged the labor department since the pandemic began in March, the unemployment rate would be closer to 10%. There's a historical need for money with all of the relief packages that the U.S. has implemented in attempt to help the economy bridge the gap until we can reach a little better situation. The Treasury Department is expected to auction $126 billion just this week which is an all-time record amount. Now, the Bureau, of Labor, um, the Bureau of Labor Statistics reported that there were 49,000 jobs created in January, which was almost exactly as expected. There were negative revisions to November and December, amounting to a negative 159,000. Now, the unemployment improved from 6.7% to 6.3%, which is a sizable move lower. The unemployment rate is derived from the housing survey, which has its own job creation component. Within the household survey, there were 201,000 job creations, while the labor force decreased by 406,000. The number of unemployment people decreased by 586,000, However, a lot of it was for the wrong reason and due to more people leaving the labor force. You may be asking yourself, how did unemployment rate is at 6.3% when we are still at 10 million behind in jobs where we were before the pre-pandemic? Those that are not able to look for work due to the pandemic reasons, who are still unemployed and not counted, and the number equates to 4.7 million people. When you add them back, Back into the real unemployment number is 9.3%. Additionally, there has been a lingering misclassification error where people were classified to be absent from work from other reasons and not marked as unemployment on temporary layoff work when they should have been. Without this error, the headline unemployment rate would have been 0.6% higher or 6.9% while the real unemployment rate counting those that are not able to look for work due to the pandemic reasons would be at 9.9%. The all-in unemployment rate, which includes total unemployment plus all personal marginally attached to the labor force plus the unemployment employment part-time for economic reasons decreased from 11.7 to 11.1. Average hourly earnings increased from 5.1% to 5.4% year over year. Now the total number of continued benefits in all programs for the week ending January 23rd was 20 million, an increase from 2.6 million from the previous week. 
Now, there were 2.5 million weekly claims filed for benefits in all programs in the comparable week of 2020. Bottom line, the unemployment picture is not getting any better. And actually, it got a lot worse from last week. Rents are on the rise of 2.1% across the U.S., which is down from 2.3% in previous report. To break it down, though, the real story on rents, the slowdown is really only happening in the big cities, New York, San Francisco, and Boston, where accounting to real pay, re, repay, real page rents are down 16%. 22% and 9%. However, the 155, 150 largest metro areas they study rent gains were seen in 119 markets from the highest in Phoenix, Memphis, Detroit, and Cleveland. Last, the Mortgage Bankers Association released their mortgage application data for last week, showing that overall application volume decreased by 4.1%. Purchases were down 5%, although are up 17.5% from this time last year when there was 23% more inventory. Refinances down 4% last week, although are still showing a year-over-year growth of 46%. The refinance share of mortgage activity decreased from 71.4% to 70.2% of all loans. That's your money chat. Coming up next in the money, our panel conversation with Doug Peterson is get sure priority straight and where to start your personal finance is the conversation we're going to have with him. We also have Mary Gleason, uh, Mary Gleason of Consulting and Coaching right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Do you get frustrated by how hard life can be sometimes? Well, it doesn't have to be. There's a way to spend your days moving forward more easily, especially if you remember to bring your intuition to work. Otherwise, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. Mary Gleason, Executive Intuition Coach, wants to help you tap into your intuition more deeply and more often to help guide you to decisions that are more fully considered and for your greatest good. Here's what one client had to say. So Mary's talents and abilities have surprised me every time. Her corporate background has made it possible for her to help me acknowledge my intuition when it comes to making decisions with my own small business. Find out more at marygleasonconsulting.com where you can download her free 30-minute guided meditation, Chakra Balancing for Greater Intuition. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. And you are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, February 12th virtual show. Because of COVID, yes, our show is still running virtually. Uh, you can also catch us on podcast and on air on 1150 AM KKNW Saturday at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. It is a great day to talk about money. That's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to connect you with the guests that we have on the show, answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now on our show, again, our panel conversation, very excited to have a conversation with Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight 
Street and also Mary Gleason of uh, Gleason Coaching and counts, uh, Consulting and Coaching right here at 1150 AM KKNW. And let me, before we get started, I just want to go ahead and read our bios here for our guest. So Doug of Get Priority Straight, also known as GPS. So, so cute. Help to establish financial integrity, develop innovative personal spending and saving habits to gain financial peace of mind. And GPS was founded out of a passion for positively influencing individual couples and business owners' lives by helping them transform their relationship with their personal finances. Their comprehensive processes and tools give you clarity and insight into your financial situation so your funds support the priorities and the values that drive you. You will gain control, reduce stress, and enjoy more of what life has to offer. And we'll be talking a little bit about uh, that with Doug when we get into his interview. Uh, also in our panel conversation, we have Mary Gleason with over 20 years experience in, oh, that's the, um, that's the wrong one. We're gonna just skip right over here to Mary Gleason. Mary Gleason combines her 30 years as a nonprofit executive and a consultant with intu intuitive practice to offer executive, executive intuition coaching. Intuition coaching trains participants on the best ways to include intuition into their decision-making process for greater clarity, calm, and confidence. Intuition coaching gives professionals that edge to help them accomplish more in their careers and gain greater performance, productivity, and profitability. Mary is the author of an upcoming book, Being a Woo in an Engineered World, coming out in March. Mary's passion is good story tell well. Her favorite sport is bowling, and she skillfully avoids all hobbies, and her favorite color changes every day. I love that. Mary's strongest desire is to continue traveling the world and learning how others line and appreciate the differences and similarities. Those are our two guests and excited to start our panel account conversation with them. We're very excited to have you both. This is awesome. This is going to be a great show. Um, I'm going to start with you, Mary. Uh, what and I'm really curious about this. It sounds like you are a, uh, a bright personality and I love your perspective. What brought you into your specific line of work? For years, uh, you know, over 30 years, I have been a consultant and a manager or executive in the nonprofit world. And there was a separate side to me where I was doing hypnotherapy and my intuitive practices and readings and that sort of thing. And I found they were no longer separate. I found that when I brought my whole self to, to the job, my clients benefited greatly. And what I saw happening for so many of my clients was that they were stuck behind their desk. They were chained. And when I got to the bottom line of what's going on, what's more important on your desk than what all the other things you're supposed to be tending to, your team, the community, whatever it is, um, it was digging out from problems. It was digging out from decisions that didn't go well. And so I started helping people say, when did you really know? When did you really know you shouldn't have hired that person or you should have pulled the plug on that program or whatever was true for them, it would go back to uh, the interview or six months earlier or whatever it was. And I'm like, well, that was your intuition. Mm. How do we bring that to the fore? And how do you give it equal consideration to the data? And yeah. so I call it making whole-brained 
decisions. I love that. And isn't it great when you, when you connect who you are to your most authentic self, to the business that you're doing? Because really, that's where it comes from. If you're passionate about your business, it comes from your authentic self. Uh, I love that, Mary. Thank you. Doug, always a pleasure to have you on the show, a regular rock star contributor. And I always love to hear what you have to say. Uh, tell us about your experience and kind of what brought you into your line of work today. I have been doing executive coaching and mentoring for over 20 years. I've owned eight companies. And I got to a stage in my life where I wanted to make a bigger difference in people's lives. So I thought about what's a huge problem. As I look back at my life, personal finances has not always been the easiest thing to manage, talk about with my wife and deal with as an entrepreneur. So I created a program to help people master their personal finances and take the stress out of it. And, you know, it, it seems as Mary, I mean, we, we're experts when we have a story behind why we're passionate about what we're doing. And I love, uh, Doug, when you, you know, mentioned uh, just having that difficult conversation with your spouse, because I think majority of people, no matter where their finances are, especially challenging, they have a difficult time having that conversation with their spouse, and that can be a nightmare. So uh, just really excited uh, to uh, have our, our private session uh, with you as well when we interview you. So Mary, uh, what is happening in your industry right now? Well, I've been noticing the shift into more heart-centered leadership and not so much attention on the ROI. Um, and, the, and the making the numbers kind of thing. What I've also found is a complete lack of what the heck that means in any of the leadership and executive textbooks. Um, I went looking and the closest you get is either the wisdom that you've gained after 30 years, which is like way too long for most of us to wait, or um, that gut check. And my thing is your intuition shows up for you in a thousand ways. Why would you limit yourself to your gut? And what does it mean? when it, you feel it in your gut? What does it mean when you feel it another way? How do you interpret those messages? And how do you lead your team with that? I mean, you, you get in touch with your intuition, but the number one thing I tell my executives is ask your team what they think about something. That's good. Then follow up and ask them what they feel about something because there's a whole nother level of information there. And ask yourself the same thing. This looks really good something's niggling at me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What, what do so, you think and how do you feel? Yeah. So it's not enough to tell people, bring your intuition to work because they don't still know what that means. And so yeah. I'm here to fill that gap that says, how do we balance the real demands of a good return on investment with the very real um, need to make really good decisions? Because I'll tell you, there's nothing more costly to your business yes. than a bad decision. Well, and I think what you coach uh, on Mary is really the foundation that supports because you really have to have that 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 support, which is your intuition, knowing how to uh, to read it and and being confident that it's going to lead you in the direction you're supposed to go. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's great. And I was really happy to see 30 years. That means I only have four years left to go because I'm 26 <laughs> years this year. So thanks for sharing that. I'm almost there. Uh, Doug, how about for you? What's happening? What was that, Mary? We can get you there sooner. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure. Yeah, I've had a private session. Well, actually, a small grouping session with Mary, and uh, it was it was it was really special. That's why I wanted to bring her uh, bring her into studio here. So, Doug, what about you? What's happening in your industry? I don't know if you've heard the saying: "When things are going well, people party. When <laughs> things are going poorly, they ponder." And <clears throat> there's been a huge wake up call. 
You know, people who have had very secure jobs don't have secure jobs, don't have consistent income. They all know we should have an emergency fund. We should pay attention to our money. We should know if we're spending more than we're earning. And it's just been a huge wake-up call. We spend a lot of time earning money. Most people don't spend a lot of time paying attention to it. And so I'm finding people are just saying, I got to get on top of this. I can no longer just pay my bills and call that managing money. I love that, Doug. That's so, I mean, a lot of times people, I hate to use the ostrich, bury their head in this. So for you to be a champion out there and really have people face this, I mean, even in my best years, you find yourself, it's so easy to fall into that little trap of just letting life get by without paying attention. And your future is so important financially on your best years. It's really important that you pay more attention. I was just going to say your best years is when you have to be hyper-focused because so that you're able to preserve for the guaranteed time where you're not going to be having best years right? You know, it's funny. You can't separate them. When things aren't going well, you really need to pay attention to the money. When things are going really well, you need to maximize your money. It doesn't matter. Funny fact, I have several people say, I want to wait until I have more money before I do this. You don't have enough now. Let's make sure you're optimizing what you've got. It's really interesting. Paralysis by analysis kills everybody. It's not the way to go. Uh, unfortunately, we're down to just a couple minutes. So a quick answer uh, from both of you. We'll start with Mary first. Tell us quickly uh, what you love most about what you do. Um, I love the surprise that my clients come to. And they'll say, oh, my God, my favorite testimonial is this blank really works. Like, like, no kidding. I know that. Um, but I love when people get in touch with their whole intelligence and their whole uh, way of making whole brain decisions. They just go crazy. It's that giant aha moment. What about you, Doug? It's really simple. It's exciting when people get hope, get excited, communicate better, sleep better, and tell me I was part of that. Oh, that's good. And those were very uh, efficient answers. So I'm going to pop one more in here really quickly. If you were to say one word that describes your passion behind your business, what would that be, Mary? Self-discovery. Oh, that's good. Wow. Doug, how about for you? Intentionality. Love it. Uh, that was a great panel conversation. Thanks you. Uh, thanks you guys. All right. Coming up next on the money hour, where to start for personal financing mastery, Doug Peterson of great get priority straight right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk, AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. 
You are listening to the Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, February 12th virtual show. We're still temporarily in virtual for COVID. Eventually we'll get back into studio, but you can catch us on podcast and on air at 1150 AM KKNW at three o'clock on Saturday with rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 AM. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. We are here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you are listening to our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. We are here to connect you with the guests or answer any questions that you may have. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online on themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, the one and only Doug Peterson of Get Priority Straight. Where to start for your personal financial mastery is the conversation we're having with Doug right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Take away, Keelan. That was impressive. I love that. Well done. Thanks. (laughs) He's deserving of it. uh, Well, he is a rock star for sure and helping a lot of people. So that's awesome. Uh, Let's get right to the meat and potatoes, Doug. Uh, What does GPS do? foundation of what we do is helping people go from reactive to proactive. So instead of spending money and looking at the end of the month and wonder where it went, John Maxwell said, you either tell your money where to go or you wonder where it went. So we teach people how to decide where they want their money to go before they spend it. And then it's a less of an emotional decision. So we have a whole system and process around that. So Doug, let's talk about the what a personal financial mastery looks like. So I'm really talking about financial integrity when you master your finances. And that's about habits with money. It's not how much money you have. And unless you cultivate the right habits, you'll never have true financial success, no matter how much money you make. So you need a system, you need habits. And like anything, if you want to master any particular skill, you need to spend some time and we help people spend less, building a system that just works 100% of the time. And this is why we have Doug as a regular contributor of our show. Uh, obviously, Keelan and I are local mortgage experts. I'm also a time management and business efficiency coach. And so Doug are in the same line, but we coach around totally different things. Uh, I couldn't help coach around financing. However, I can build the system and the process and the mind shift around creating the habit of running a high efficiency business model. And it's exactly the same. It all starts with the habit. The habit is around the mind shift. And just as with Mary, we talked about what the foundation is for her business. And it's, it's, you have to build that foundation first so that you can support the massive growth and potential for that to be sustainable. Doug, why is personal financial mastery so important? Let me give you one of the most common things I run into. Most people today that are making, say, $150,000 are spending at least 50 hours a week at work. My experience is that we can eliminate about 15% of the money they spend just by being aware of it without affecting their, uh, their living style at all, their lifestyle at all. That equates to 32 hours a month of earning money that's being wasted by not paying attention to something that doesn't change your lifestyle, that's $22,500 that you can focus on what's more important or just work 32 hours less a month and still have the same lifestyle. And that's just waste. 
So Doug, let's talk about, cause somebody might ask, you know, oh, understanding really how bad my finances are is, is, you know, going to bring on stress or, you know, uh, are you Olivia, um, eliminating that stress through the understanding? So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. You know, it's funny because we're really talking about stress or lack of confidence. And when things are uncertain, we have less confidence. When you have predictability, confidence comes, which decreases stress. So if you know where you are, in fact, one of the biggest comments I get is I don't think about money much anymore because I've already decided where my money is going to go. And I know what my expenses are and I know what they're going to be. Not a hundred percent. We, you don't play, you have to have an emergency fund, but I already know I have an emergency fund to carry the things I don't know. So that really, the certainty and clarity really helps reduce stress. In fact, I've had people say, I don't even worry about it or think about it anymore. And I used to a lot. In fact, I had one person say, I'm worried about, I don't even know if I should worry, but I'm worried about that because I just don't know where I am. And that's totally fair. I mean, that's probably a common answer. You know, Doug, one of the things that inspires me is I've realized, you know, and I've, I've been fortunate to be pretty successful is that money is great and you chase this thing money, but money is time to me. And it's the exchange of having more time to do things you want. And I think some of the best definitions of financial freedom I heard is when your bills are paid and you're no longer exchanging time for money. And I mean, that's a long road and process and a lot of harder work. So I'd rather work my tail off now, be hyper-focused so I can quit exchanging time for money later on in my life earlier. Well, and I'm hoping like Mary said on her end, it only takes 30 years. I only have four years left to go on that as well. (laughs) You could probably retire last year, Tina. I don't see it happening ever, but (laughs) you're just too spunky. But um, Doug, why do you believe that people don't focus more on time and energy when it comes to their personal finances? I have a couple answers and kind of to shift, you know, trading time and energy. All we have is time and time is our life energy. And we're trading our life energy for doing work and getting dollars. For the general public, they generally don't understand the impact of not paying attention to their money. And they also don't know how to proactively managing it anyway. Most people spend one to two hours paying bills and just don't manage their money. So why don't I think they focus? They don't know what to do. And they don't see a payoff. They don't, it just seems like a lot of work and it's stressful and I just assume not deal with it. And the amazing thing is when you total up how much people make in a lifetime, and I mentioned that 15% earlier and say, how would you like to have that 15% of your lifetime earnings doing something instead of wasting it that you didn't even notice? I mean, it's a huge number. So I really think people just don't know where to start. And actually, because I didn't know where to start. Yeah. I worked on this for a long time. It wasn't until 1996 where I really got on the same page with my spouse and feel like I had it down. So, Doug, it's kind of like the, you know, someone gets a love letter from the IRS and they they put it in their drawer. They know by putting it in their drawer, it's going to get really bad, really quick, and it's going to cost them a lot of money, but they still do it. So what are you telling people? What's that first small step to, to, to engage, to move forward and not just put this in the drawer and hope it's going to get better all on its own? Well, certainly dealing with, you know, challenges from the IRS or letters, you know, you need to prioritize. But I mentioned earlier, you got to tell your money where to go or you wonder where it went. Well, the first thing you have to do is use some kind of budget application or spreadsheet or something 
So you know where your money's going and you can decide what you want your money to do before you spend it. I saw someone that said, what are the money tips uh, around the first of the year as you get started? She said, track what you spend. So by having awareness, we can make big changes. If you're not aware, you don't know what changes to make. So that would be the first step. Yeah, my love letter example was like that worst case scenario of anything. And it's kind of just when you when you have a, a created a habit of just pushing things aside, you're even pushing the love letter from the IRS aside. So you have to, and I love how you say that, you know, the awareness, um, you know, I've always heard too, if you just save for something, if you always have something you want, it doesn't matter if it's an expensive purse or if it's something practical that you really need for the family. The fact that you are actually saving for something that you really want, you're going to be less apt to actually buy something that you don't want. And then always, as Doug's uh, talking about too, force yourself to write it down or put it in that app. When you're forcing to do the actual activity that you're spending the money, it has a a huge impact. You know, Doug, for me, one of the biggest impacts in my life is having uh, long-term goals and then breaking it down into imaginable tasks, kind of reverse engineering that goal. Um, what would you suggest to people or as far as a long-term goal um, to get started understanding their finances better? Well, I would do it in a couple stages. You know, first understanding, you know, where the money is going monthly, but also setting aside money for their infrequent expenses so that when you go on vacation, you celebrate Christmas, you have to pay that insurance bill. The money's always there. Home maintenance, yard maintenance, the list goes on and on. As far as long-term goals, though, it's exactly the same thing. If you want to build wealth, if you want to put your kids through college, if you want to go on trips, you need to plan for it. And planning saves a lot of time and money. And I think as uh, both of you know, I've got 1.2 million airline miles because I slowly but steadily work the credit card system. I don't have any credit card debt, but we're planning to go to for our 40th. By the way, tomorrow is my 39th wedding anniversary. Oh, congratulations. 30, 33 very happy years and a few bumpy ones. Of course, we all do. And we're going to France and Italy uh, the summer of 2022 for a couple of weeks. Airfare is all covered already and several hotel stays are covered. And I'll have the rest done before we get there. Very impressive. And I know you, I, I, I know Doug and, and, you know, how many people that he's really just making a difference, uh, saying making a difference in their life just sounds really small. I mean, really, really making the difference in people's lives, the quality of their lives so that they can do what they're passionate about. They can uh, contribute to their community, all of the things that they want to do when they have that financial release uh, from not running, uh, I guess, a high efficiency financial model for their family. Uh, Doug, when, and I, uh, I like how, you know, Doug personally, I mean, they even have budgeted when they're getting gifts, him and his wife, when they're getting gifts for each other. So that's actually in their budget. They have an allowance of what that's going to look like. And that's what it takes to be in control of your money. Doug, first step in, uh, how you help clients is we're wrapping up our time here today. Anything that you want to share with a listener that's listening out there now and is getting really emotionally connected to your message that I just, I really need to have somebody like Doug on my side. I'm ready to take that step right now and take control of my finances. I always start with just a get acquainted meeting. It's complimentary and it's really to understand what your goals and concerns are. And it's also to help figure out if I'm the right fit, because if I'm not the right fit, I can point you in directions where you can get started on your own because we can do things ourselves. 
We can do things with some help and we can do things with a lot of help. And so that's where I would start. It's just contact me to have a get acquainted meeting and help me understand what you're doing so I can give you some direction. And one thing that I think is really important is I don't sell any products. I don't manage investments. I'm not a financial planner. I don't do any of that. I'm just here to help you figure out what to do next. And if having somebody help you do it faster for a fee is, in, is interesting, I can help you with that. But if you can't afford it, I don't want to be another debt. And I could tell you that too. Well, I imagine when it all said and done, uh, Doug, that that debt is going to definitely not really be debt because it's going to be paying off things that they need. I mean, we, we've all heard this, you know, the best of the best in the world and anything that they do they all have coaches. They have people that are seeing from an outside perspective. Uh, in this situation, somebody that has the knowledge and how to walk you through, coach you, keep you accountable uh, to your financial decisions and the commitments that you're making. So I uh, encourage to reach out to the show to connect with Doug. Uh, Doug, give your, you want to give your contact information uh, as well for somebody that's listening right now? Sure. It's Doug at GetPriorityStraight.com. Or just my phone number is 206-264-4424. Call or text. Doug, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you here and excited to have our series as we're having you come in every single month to share a little bit more about how to get your priorities straight when it comes to your financing. All right, coming up next on the Money Hour, bring your whole brain to work. We have Mary Gleason of Mary Gleason coaching and consulting right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Do you get frustrated by how hard life can be sometimes? Well, it doesn't have to be. There's a way to spend your days moving forward more easily, especially if you remember to bring your intuition to work. Otherwise, it's like leaving half your brain in the car. Mary Gleason, Executive Intuition Coach, wants to help you tap into your intuition more deeply and more often to help guide you to decisions that are more fully considered and for your greatest good. Here's what one client had to say. So Mary's talents and abilities have surprised me every time. Her corporate background has made it possible for her to help me acknowledge my intuition when it comes to making decisions with my own small business. Find out more at MaryGleasonConsulting.com where you can download her free 30-minute guided meditation, Chakra Balancing for Greater Intuition. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. You're listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Friday, February 12th virtual show. Because of COVID, we are virtual. You can also listen to us on podcast or catch us on air on 1150 AM KKNW at 3 p.m. with a rebroadcast on Sunday at 8 a.m., I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Just like today, we bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We are here to help you in today's economy. And now in studio, very excited for the first time to have a conversation with Mary Gleason of Mary Gleason 
consulting and coaching, we're going to be talking about bringing your whole brain to work right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Well, Mary, um, I'm curious right out of the gate, and I'm sure our listeners are curious as well. What do you mean by bring your whole brain to work? As far as I know, it's connected on our shoulders. So, uh, But I could also <laughs> agree that maybe we're not all showing up every, every time with the whole thing. So what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, you're right. Our cranium walks in the door fully loaded and walks back out with us every time. Um, and I, I have so many clients that, you know, they have this great meditation practice in the morning and they can sit on their pillow for an hour and I'm not putting that down. I think everybody should do that. But it's amazing how many get in the car to go to the office, or at least they used to, um, get in the car, go to the office, and they start with all the stats going in their head, right? They start with, Okay, where's the budget? What are the decisions that need to be? What's the timeline? Blah, 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 blah. And by the time they get to work, there is no intuition. There is no creativity flowing from the other side of their brain. Um, and they make half brain decisions based on the data. So I like to think of it as this way. Think of your left brain is the COO, the chief operating officer. They know the numbers, they know the trends, they know the schedules, they know all of that data. The CEO takes that data and filters it through the right brain as well. And so the right brain says, okay, here's the data. What do we really wanna do with this? What's the best possible way to make a decision about this. And I call that making a whole brained decision. You know, I have a whole program around it I call BYOB, bring your whole brain. I love that. And, and we all know that there's a difference between the left side of the brain and the right-hand side of the brain. Your left-hand side of the brain being the logic, your right-hand side of the brain being the emotional. And so being able to bring that logic and emotional together. And uh, yeah, I'm really passionate about uh, what Mary does. And, uh, you know, I've created some really great uh, things for myself to create that space, nothing in, in what, you know, Mary really goes into detail and can always level up. But you know, what you, one of the things that you'd mentioned is you really just need to create that space for yourself. You, you need to have, I like to call a refresh where you just shut everything down in the middle of the day, no matter how busy it is. And you just create that space. And in that, when you have the tools that Mary talks about, uh, you can create and understand how to use your intuition. I saw you, uh, uh, putting your hands up there, Mary. Oh, I was just going to say that it's, it, your mother taught you this already, right? Take a deep breath. Yes. Count to 10. And that's how quick, once you know about your intuition, once you understand how it shows up for you and how to interpret it, it's really a 10 second process. Yeah, it really is. And so you learn to build it into your decision-making processes, you know, just build that 10 seconds into your timeline that says, and how do, you know, what do I really know about this? Yes. What and else per, personally for myself, I've had so many, uh, so many key moments in my life that I've all been tied to understanding when my body is telling me that something's really special, Mm -hmm. I need to take a break and I have to embrace it for the simplest thing that I have no idea. And at the time it may seem like it's not significant at all. Where, where, however, I have many, many examples of where that's turned into something that has completely changed my life. So Mary, can you share the benefit of intuition coaching? Yes. Um, so after we've established left and right brain, I help people do what I call 
a whole body scan, just mentally. Where do you feel it? How does it feel? Because it makes a big difference. Is it expansive energy? Is it contracting? Does it hurt? Is it in the gut? Is it in the heart? Is it in the head? I mean, these are different messages. So you really need to know that. And what other ways does that kind of intuitive information show up for you before it gets to your body? But I always start with the body to make intuition more tangible for people. And then gradually they will find maybe they don't need to quite do that much of a scan. It just comes more quickly and they trust it. So I think intuition coaching really helps people feel more confident and calmer when they're making a decision. And I can't say that it's 100% accurate. I will say that intuition shows up for you 100% correct. We don't always interpret it 100% of the time. <laughs> but um, I just love what Doug was saying earlier about people being in crisis and whatnot. And what happens is we tend to go right to what I call the root chakra, which is safety, you know, the base. And it's scarcity mentality. And so we just keep making more and more and more decisions and we forget to take that breath and look up and say, what do I, what else do I know to be true? How else can I handle this? And oh my God, I'm, I'm very busy, but I'm not getting anywhere. And I think there's a really big difference between forward momentum, which is what you get with expanded awareness versus being really busy and and just being in a gerbil wheel, going around and around. They can look very similar because you're busy, but one's moving you forward and one isn't. I love that. That's fantastic. Just being aware. And, you know, the more I, I nerd out on some of this stuff too, Mary, like in the, the human brain and science, everything's leading to how powerful we really are and how expansive mm -hmm. the universe is and how energy is universal and how we're connected. Yeah. And it's really an awesome thing that you're honing into that for people. Um, do you think everybody's intuitive or, um, and if so, uh, why is it important that people need to learn about it? Well, I do think everybody is intuitive, mm -hmm. although I have to say that I managed to stuff away my intuition for many years before it caught up with me. And I'll tell you, when you ignore your intuition, you get sick because it's not a one level thing. We don't, we don't get sick on one level. We don't get better on one level. We don't make decisions on one level that don't impact everything else. So one thing that I'd like to tell people is if you're really ignoring your intuition, it will catch up with you and it won't be pretty. You know? um, but I also think that I kind of lost track of the questions. <laughs> what was the last part that I was just saying, uh, why do you think it's important if uh, for people to learn about that intuition that they may have? Right. So the more that you are aware of what's impacting your decisions, the better the decisions you're going to make, even if it is to say, I don't have enough data. I need a little bit more. And I'm not talking about the paralysis of analysis. It's when you get ready and you go, mm, something's tugging. I have a good idea of what that is. Maybe as I'm going to call a few people who work at that organization who weren't on that guy's list of references and see what the backstory is. Maybe it's, um, no, I'm not buying what that manager is telling me about the program. I'm going to go investigate that for myself. You, and you'll be a better leader because you'll also become aware of when the energy shifts around you. Yeah. So um, you, need, you need all of it. And... You know, I ignored my intuition 
and ended up with five ulcers. Yeah. And you don't recover from that overnight. And it was in that need to just sit and do nothing. Just sit well, what in the silence. What a beautiful thing that that's where it took you because that's why you're where you're at today. Absolutely. And the, your, your, your gift is being shared with so many people because of that space that you came from. So Mary, yeah. let's talk about, cause you know, you're, you do a lot with leadership, um, consulting and coaching. Is it new that leaderships are actually they're thinking of business? I'm going to bring in an intuition coach to help me. Is this something that's new or? Yes. Um, well, so this is what the number one secret weapon is of the most successful CEOs in the world, right? Uh, Jeff Bezos will tell you, it's my intuition that guides me. Uh, Bill Gates says, why would you make a decision without consulting your intuition. I mean, that's what they know, but as it filters down into the organization, it's numbers, 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 numbers. So I'm finding that younger people are more open as they get that next promotion and that next level of decision-making that get has higher and higher stakes to it. They're saying, yeah, I want the secret weapon, but I'm also seeing the higher up saying I've hit a ceiling and I know I need one more tool. And I've been to all of the Harvard workshops and MBA programs and whatnot. I need that secret weapon. What is it? And I tell them it's with you all the time. Let's get in touch with it. Do you, we've been talking about executives. Do you have to be an executive to benefit from intuition coaching? I'm sure our listeners are very curious about that. No. And I work with individuals as well. And, um, we talk about where do you feel like you're hitting a ceiling in your life or wherever else it is? What are the barriers? And do you, you know, how do you know that's true? We do a lot of work around what's your vision for your life. So again, Doug could appreciate this with financial planning. Um, where do you want to end up? Where do you want to go? And where you are now, is that where you are and why not? So some of that reasoning, some of that line of thinking for me said, I'm living into the wrong definition of success. It's not the job title. It's not the good pay. It's not the bigger house. It's not the great marriage because I had all of that. And and I got five ulcers. So it's paying attention to what really makes you successful. And I am happy to work with you as an individual or as an executive. And I will tell you, it doesn't matter which way you come through the door. It's going to benefit every area of your life. Yeah. So Mary, how do our uh, listeners, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Um, Well, they can reach me at mary at marygleasonconsulting.com. That's pretty easy. And they can go to my website, marygleasonconsulting.com, which I will say, if you were to run there right now, you're going to see the one that's not going to be there in another week. I'm totally redoing my website and rebranding. So if you say, I thought she meant intuition coaching. I do. It's in there. It's just going to be way more visible in a week. Um, And can I also just say that I have a workshop coming up on Saturday, the 20th, making the mind body connection for greater intuition, Saturday, the 20th. And if any of your listeners would like to register at marygleasonconsulting.com, just enter the code BYOB with a dollar sign and you will save a hundred dollars. Oh, I love that, Mary. Thank you. It's always nice to get gifts uh, for our listeners. So that's the show for this weekend. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And I'm your co-host, Keelan Harvey. 
We are both your local experts, and sad to say, but it's time for us to sign off for the day. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend. We look forward to talking more money, having interviews with more amazing guests next weekend, right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.